Welcome to the 3-0 podcast. Fair warning, this episode may include talks of adult themes, bad language and football. Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the 3-0 podcast. This week, I am joined by the Wendy losing Arsenal fan, Chuck. Hi. The Haaland hoping Chelsea fan, Matt. Hello, hello, hello. And I am hoping that United signs someone better than fucking Tom Heaton, the United fan, Ethan. How are you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, not doing too badly. Having, a, having a, an all right day. Oh, and pizza's just been just arrived. So it's going to yeah. be a fun fun episode for me. I oh, like. That's pretty good. Uh, Chuck is now the happiest man in England, is he? Yeah. <laughs> so... This week, uh, as as a normal format, we'll each have three points. The first point this week, I think Matt is going to be taken away with. Matt, what is your point? Yeah, so my point, I've got, basically, I'm still coming off the high of, of the uh, Chelsea winning the Champions League. And yeah, yeah. I think mate, you guys mate, know it, it, happened, it happened like two weeks ago now. Just, just get, get over get it. Get over it. It's old news. No one cares anymore. Funnily enough, I still can't believe we won it. So, because it's just one of those things that I have no idea how. But anyway, I've, I've said this before. I'm now going to make an 11 based the best 11. Oh, sorry, we're going to make we're going to make the best 11 from the 2012 team and a 2021 team that both won the Champions League. So both Chelsea teams. Um, we're not going to include stats, um, just mainly because I'm only going to do it of the players that actually played in the final. So you can't you can't really say, oh yeah, um, I'll put John Terry in, even though he didn't actually play in the final because. Well, for example, hey, hey, I mean, John Terry did come in on full kit to celebrate the final. I mean, he, he did. He, he was there in spirit. He he was there in spirit. I mean, yeah, he was. He's very much there to help the squad. But unfortunately, he's not. Well, he's not going to be part of this eleven. Nor is Ramirez, uh, Ramirez, or Ivanovic because they were all out in the 2012 squad. Um, so yeah, uh, this is just basically going to be our opinion as well. So I'm going to have one vote. Ethan's going to have one vote, and Chuck's going to have one vote. Um, if there's a tie. I get the deciding vote because it's my point. So you guys can go fuck yourselves. Um, okay. Timo Werner yeah. for striker. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we just like fucking tank this thing for that? And choose the worst yeah, player. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Really, really let's shit let's Chelsea all the wrong players. Even. <laughs> it's like Edward Mendy and goal. <laughs> well, that's not bad anyway. But but no, yeah. I what, mean, what are the options there? Mendy and right. Czech. Okay, I, I'm basically because there's also uh, a discrepancy in the. Uh, in the formations as well. I'm going to say all the players first, just quickly, and then we can go through each position and then choose, okay? Just so we can then first choose the formation. Um, because, I mean, the 21 to, 2021 team used the 5-2-3 formation and 2012 mm-hmm. used the 4-2-3-1. So there's a, quite a wide difference there. Um, so, for example, obviously, we have Mendy in goal for the 2021 team and Czech in goal um, in 2012. And you've got Reese James, Aspilicueta and Jose Bosingua at right back. So they're the three we can choose potentially choose from. Um, then the centre-backs, you've got Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, Cesar Aspilicueta, Gary Cahill, David Luiz and Andreas Christensen. They're, they're all the ones that played. Um, mm-hmm. And then left-back, we've got Chilwell and Ashley Cole. Um, and I put CDMs down. Um, mm-hmm. We've got John Obi Mikel, Frank Lampard, N'Golo Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic. Ooh. Uh, so that's, I think that's going to be a very interesting one. Um then we've got the right mids, which is uh, Havertz and Solomon Kalou. <laughs> I forgot Solomon Kalou. 
yeah. still plays. Yeah, I think he still plays at the moment. Actually. He does. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he was like 21, I think, when he, or 22, something like that. So he's quite young. He might yeah. be 23. He was young anyway. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we've only got one central attacking mid, which is a bit weird, but that's one matter. Super Juan. Yep. Um, he's the one that took the corner for that goal. Just bearing in mind. Um, anyway, left mids, we've got Mason Mount and Ryan Bertrand. Two academy products. <laughs> um, and then striker, we've got Timo Werner and DJ Drogba. So there's a Ooh, good very That'll be a hard choice, that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a good variety of players there. I think this is definitely going to be a reasonable mix. So, um, so yeah, shall we decide on a formation now? I would probably say the safest one to go with is probably going to be Chelsea's current formation, just based on the fact that you've only got one attacking mid, so it might be hard to find someone. I mean, you, you could stick a player in a 4-2-3-1 number 10. But I reckon yeah. stick with a Chelsea three four three. We can probably get a bit more flexibility in, yeah. in players there. Yeah. I, I think okay. I agree. I think we've got yeah. more flexibility with the players there, and Juan Mata can also play on the left mid anyway, can't he? So he can. We we can use him as uh, a winger as well if he want. I mean, yeah. obviously not a holding mid, but <laughs> striker, yeah, yeah. striker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, put, yeah. Put so I mean, he could go back. left <laughs> in front of Chilwell or Ashley Cole. That's that's interesting. But yeah, okay. So then, so the formation is what? Well, I mean, it's 5-2-3. That is efficient. 3-4-3, 5-2-3. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. Goalkeeper then. Mendy or Czech? Who are we going for? It's better Czech, isn't it? I don't, I don't think there's any, any, even any debate in this one is there. But don't get me wrong. Edouard Mendy is a is a very good goalkeeper. Um, he's been amazing for Chelsea this season. But Petr Czech, he's, just, he's one of the best goalkeepers ever to grace the Premier League. I don't think Edouard Mendy lives up to that, that label mm. just yet. Yeah, um, yeah, true. Well, I'll also just point out quickly, this is also, we're not basing the players off their career. We're just basing them on their ability in that final game. I don't even, I don't even remember the finals, to be honest. So, 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 no, no, no. So so you're basing it off Czech when he was, what, <laughs> I think was 31 years old at the time. Okay, um, yeah. Czech still so, wins that one hands down. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as, uh, like... Our very first episode of this podcast was talking about goalkeepers and who's the best goalkeeper that's ever graced the Premier League, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. If, if this is a unanimous check, then that's fine. Mendy does do a strong debate because he did bloody well this season and in the final, he didn't really do much anyway. Whereas in the final for 2012, when Czech was in goal, he did a lot to stop mm. them scoring. Um, well, more than once. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I do remember one save on top of my head. I mean, he saved a penalty for one. He saved Aaron Robbins. I think it was Aaron Robbins' penalty, penalty yeah. on it. I think he um, might have won your player of the season, actually. I, I can't remember. I'm fairly certain Czech won, his, won your player of the season. It was either that season or the season after. It was one of those seasons he won it, I think. I've got a feeling it was one matter because he won two seasons in a row and he was only here for three seasons. So it's more than likely one matter. So um, well, two seasons and a half he was. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, either way, Czech was definitely the better performer, I think, out of the two. Um, not that Mendy could do any better because he got a clean sheet in the final, but <laughs> whereas Czech didn't, but, Go- but yeah. Goalkeeper, Czech. Uh, in the season yeah. before, it was, it was the 10-11 season where Czech was the Chelsea player of the year. Right, yeah, okay then. Not, yeah. not, not even a small giggle. Mm. I'm I wasted on this I was, podcast. I was busy looking at uh, the better Czech's winning Chelsea player of the year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, goalkeeper, Czech. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shall we go to centre-backs next, I'm feeling? And then we can do wing-backs. Yeah. Right. Go on. Okay. So there's a lot we can choose from if we're going for three as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Thiago Silva, Antonio mm-hmm. Rudiger, Cesar mm-hmm. Aspilicueta, Gary Cahill, David Luiz and Andreas Christensen. Cesar Aspilicueta twice? <laughs> no. 
No. No. But bearing in mind, if we do put him in the centre back, we can't put him right wing back. If, I mean, if I, that comes into your vote, I wouldn't put him on the back anyway. I don't think. No, I, I wouldn't either. I, I don't think that's his best position. I, no, yeah. If we're, play, if we're playing a back three, so you've got three players, I definitely think Aspilaqueta takes that right centre back position. Mm-hmm. Or Cahill or, or Christensen in the middle. Um, I think if you're playing a three back, I'd, I'd play um, Thiago Silva actually, because Thiago Silva was the guy who started the game. Only Christensen only came in for Thiago Silva. Mm, yeah. I would literally go, I think. I'd, I think Say your three. I'd always, Say your three. Uh, my three, um, Aspilicueta, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger. I wouldn't put one of the Chelsea wow, players okay. in the 12 team in there. No. Okay. All right. What about you, Chuck? Just for the fact that Thiago Silva got you know taken off. Mm, he I'd, did. I'd, Remember, he yeah. went off injured. So. I'd, I'd go Aspilicueta, Cahill, Rudiger. Okay. That's Are we going like. Because you mentioned is if we're talking about their ability this like in this like at that game like you know mm-hmm. if you're not taking into account the fact that you got injured, yeah. Douglas Silva's the best centre back of every every single one of those players there. Mm, yeah. Mm. So I think he deserves to be in there. I mean, if he's injured or not. Yeah, me personally, I remember Gary Cahill being one of the standout performers in the 2012 game as well. Like Aspilicueta, mm. like Rudiger, and Thiago Silva when he played. For me, even though Thiago Silva is the best centre back there. He went off early, and I don't think you can justify putting you in, in this 11 when they didn't play the full game. Um, likewise for Christensen, even though he played bloody well when he was on. So for me, it would mm. be Rudiger, Aspilicueta, and Gary Cahill. Cahill in the middle, Rudiger on the left, Aspilicueta on the right. I mean, Cahill was so. underrated, actually, on the ball, to be fair. Cause yeah, when oh, he's, he's very good. Very, very. When good. he signed yeah. from Chelsea, he was pretty much playing. I mean, he played a, quite a bit of his career at Bolton to start his career off. It was almost mm. a defensive midfielder sitting in front of a, mm. a, of a back four. So I think he's yeah. used to playing and being like that sort of middleman, so... Mm, yeah so so what we're going for then is that uh we've got two votes for rudiger three votes for aspilicueta and two votes for cahill so is that is that the three i'm i'm happy to concede on silver and put cahill in there and have a back yeah. of aspilicueta cahill and uh rudiger yeah okay cool brilliant okay then right we're so taking this seriously if why are we choosing the bad ones <laughs> oh just wait we should have put Rudiger in the middle, Aspilicueta on the left, and Thiago Silva on the right. That's what um, we should have done. You, I mean, we could have gone for David Luiz, Christensen. Oh, and... David Luiz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but David Luiz was quality that game as well. So um, Yeah, you know. but he's a long-haired Raul Jimenez injuring lad. <laughs> Speaking about David Luiz quickly, just to let Chuck know that he has been released actually from Arsenal, so he's not an Arsenal player. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty oh, sure One more to go. That's actually, that's actually I reckon that's go. going to be worse for Arsenal because he is still a leader in the in the Arsenal camp. So no matter how good of a player he was, he was there's no doubt about it. He was a good leader in, of the team and like just he really lifted the morale. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, confirmed on the 18th of May by manager Mikel Arteta that David Luiz would leave the club with the expiration of his contract in June 2021. He's going, Chuck. He's you going. have managed to get rid of David Luiz. Oh, just two more, two more to get rid of now. Wait, please tell me he's retired because that is just the perfect way to end your career, isn't it? Win everything at Chelsea, then go to and retire at Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, we get we're getting off topic. Um, yeah. yeah. So right back now. So we're not going to include include Aspilicueta then. So it's between mm-hmm. two. It's got Reese James and Jose Bosingua. I would say it's actually a bit more difficult than than it seems. I think Reese James is a very good right back. Um, mm. I also think Bosingua, as much as he wasn't amazing, he was. He's also. I think if we're counting them out, like you know. At where they were in each season, so Basinga in 2012 and James in 2021. Mm-hmm. I'd say they're, they're, they're pretty level. I'd say James has got the potential to be one much better right back than Basinga ever was. But I don't know. James looks 
good sometimes and not so good other times for me. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that obviously he's young and he's a bit inconsistent sometimes. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. I'd probably go with Joseph Asingler myself over Rhys James just at the moment. But if we're talking, talking in two or three years' time, I think Rhys James will definitely be there. See, I don't really know that much about Basingwa. I don't really recall him playing. I mean, so, he didn't play uh, for us for too long, to be honest. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, make Matt, de- you know, make Matt make the choice, and I'm gonna go Reese James. Yeah, okay. For me, it is Reese James as well, just simply because Basingwa. I, I recently watched the 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 full game, funny enough, of the 2012 mm-hmm. game in preparation for this, and there were a fair few times where Basingwa was just beaten for pace quite a few times. Um, I mean, who and was he it, up against? Uh, it would have been Ribéry. Okay, so, so, just, yeah. just for context, Reese James is against Raheem Sterling, yeah, and Basingwa was having to play against Prime, Prime. Funk Ribéry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of them had the harder night, and one of them won. <laughs> one of them, oh, mate, it's, re- it's really night. difficult yeah. to play against Sterling. Haven't you seen them play for England, mate? He is quality. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Reese James was only beaten for pace once by Sterling, and given that Sterling is. Like that is all Sterling's game is. It's just pace. It's not much else about it. But Sterling's only game once the entire game. Else. Sorry, yeah, like, I was gonna say Sterling's not very good at anything else. No, yeah, he was the best winger in the world at that point, probably, or one of the best wingers well, in the world. Yeah, Ronaldo was at the time, but but yeah, um, for me, it is still Reese James, only for the fact that he just had a more solid performance. Again, I think this is more down to the opposition that he played. I think you're you're right in that point, but also the fact Reese James doesn't get bodied at all, no matter who he faces. Whereas Joseph Asingra, again, he was bodied quite a few times by Mario Gomez when he was up against him. Wasn't he um, bodied by Mario Gabriel Gomez is six foot fucking four. Mario yeah. Gomez is a six foot four German weapon. You're saying, yeah, oh, yeah. But Singh was shit. He got beaten by Frank <laughs> Ribery and outmuscled yeah. by Mario Gomez. <laughs> I mean, this is the Champions League final, remember? So it, you can get this 99% is the, the of white backs to be fucking beaten by Gomez and Ribery. Yeah, and, and I'm saying that Reese James would put up a very good fight. That's that's what I'm saying. So if it was like you know, if 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 this was an eleven versus eleven of best of like this Man City Bayern team. My vote mm. would be have Reese James in there. That, that's okay. all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah. So and Reese James is much quicker than Basingwa. Well, so. yeah, it's, it's true. But I, mean, I think Basingwa was about at least 30, 31 by the time the Champions League Yeah, he was around, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Reese James has got almost 10 years on him. Well, I think, yeah, I think yeah. he's got 10 years on him. About so. 10 years, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say Reese James. So, that, so that's our right back, Reese James then. Uh, left back, which I think is, I think it could go either way, to be honest. It's actually Cole Chilwell. Chilwell. Um, what? What? Bearing in mind, this is oh, an sorry. aging no, Ashley care. Cole. Don't care. This, this well. is an aging Ashley Cole. I think he was thirty. Ashley Cole can go die. Chill well. So he's thirty-one I, or thirty-two. I I can't believe this even. I I I get it was an aging Ashley Cole. Mm. An aging Ashley Cole is still a better left back than Ben Chilwell will ever be. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, I, this I, is I Ashley think Cole. This is Ashley Cole, arguably the best left back. Um, defensively, but, but anyway. Chilwell's got heart. Um, Chil- you know, Chilwell's got passion. Mm. He's got I commitment. Mean, Chilwell's Chilwell one of the best left back in the Premier League at the moment. Let alone, you know, Ashley Cole is mm. one of the best left backs Premier League's ever seen. Yeah. The, the the only thing that I would say Ashley Cole didn't do so well is the goal that we conceded in 2012 mm-hmm. um, was the header from Thomas Muller. Arguably, was his fault um, because he missed his marker and he let him go. Um, David Louise was involved, so when David Louise is involved, sometimes you know you can't really. Um, but but Thomas Muller did run from the right wing and then cross it and then header it down into the net. This is so, also Thomas Muller, one of the greatest, you know, positionally. Yeah, yeah. So he is the Rundleiter, mm, as they yeah. call it. I mean, for me, it is still Ashley Cole. Yeah, uh, you're wrong. 
You're wrong. Yeah. Happen, you're going to get him into the squad. You're going to play half a season, and he's going to go off to Man City because they pay him more. Yeah, I, I think the only thing Chilwell has on Ashley Cole is his offensive abilities because Ashley Cole offensively passing was okay. They're probably about the same, but his Chilwell's just positioning and just attacking, just awareness is much better. Um, if we're in a five back as well, that would be more useful. But then again. Ashley Cole defensively, he's just rock solid. Nothing got past him at all. I don't think Ashley Cole was actually that that it wasn't that bad going forward anyway. Like, he, it wasn't he was amazing, it, but it was it was literally just his shooting that was awful. Whereas Chilwell is pretty good by considering for a left Not back. Like Marcus so. Alonso though, is it? Should we put Marcus Alonso in left back. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Alonso didn't play, so unfortunately, we can't uh, I don't care anyone over um, Cashley. Yeah, can we stick Ryan Bertrand at left? Uh, left <laughs> that maybe? I know I mean, he played left mid, but like we could put, put him in a shout. Yeah, games. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably prefer to play that. It's actually amalgamation of the two of this, of yeah. where he played and then his favourite position, obviously. Is left again, back, so. against Bayern, yeah. against that Bayern team, he probably was playing left wing back most of the night because he's um, probably yeah. back defending, yeah. <laughs> he definitely was, actually. That's that's not lying at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we could put Bertrand in. I'm not sure it'd make a difference, though, to be honest. No, I think, uh, yeah. I think it's still Cole, but, you know. Yeah, that means yeah. I choose Bertrand. <laughs> can I can I put right. half a vote on both Bertrand and <laughs> I mean it's not going to make a difference because I'm going to choose I, Cole I as well you lose, yeah. yeah yeah so okay so we've got Reese James at right back or right wing back mm-hmm. Ashley Cole at left wing back and we've got who was it Rudiger uh, Asper Laquette and Gary Cahill as the centre backs yeah they very English team so far. Got, mm. got three, three out of five players are English three, mm. three out of six sorry three out of six players are English yeah well this is the thing though when Chelsea have English players, more often than not, they are genuinely good English players. The, the only exception I could think of is maybe uh, Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, I was going to say Danny, Danny Drinkwater and Ross Barkley, maybe because he's been a bit inconsistent. I mean, he's never mm. really lived up to the potential. Anyway, uh, right, shall we go on to the CDMs slash the central mids? We could probably get away with calling them centre mids as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so John Obi Mikel, Frank Lampard, Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic. So there's two positions here. This is very, very tough. Oh, no. Well, one, one position is filled by Kante. Yeah. I think it's Kante and Lampard, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's Kante and Lampard as well. The only the only issue I'd have is that Lampard was 34. I don't know how good a 34-year-old or 33-year-old Frank Lampard would be playing as one of two centre mids in a back five. Because if those two centre mids have to work your fucking socks off. Yeah, I've got a feeling Frank Lampard's lungs would be slowly imploding if he had to go and run for 90 minutes in that position. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, though, to Lampard, uh, again, like I said, I watched the I watched the mm. game back, and he did run his socks off the entire game. Um, I mean, yeah. you you don't need so, to you don't need to do any defending when you've got Kante. No need. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if Frank Lampard would definitely operate more as a centre mid rather than a holding mid. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, he's he definitely did a job there when when he played in holding mid. I mean, he always did. Um, mm. so, Kante yeah. would go over to Lampard and just tap on his shoulder. Look, look you. Take take ten steps forward, ten yards forwards. Go on, go on. I'll be back here. I got this. I got all of this, and he's is just there, he just turns there, around, looks at the at the goalkeeper. I got all of this covered, mm, Lampo. You know. Yeah, yeah, is there I, no shout for Donovan Mikel and Golo Kante? Maybe as a, as a two. Well, this is the thing. I th- I think the only other person that has a potential shout is Donovan Mikel because he was the person that set the pace. He was Jorginho off the time, but it was actually better because he was able to pass forward and tackle really mm. convincingly. Um, so. It always so, baffles yeah. me, like, to, 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 again, I said a word. Um, Mikel as a player always baffles me because he was signed as a number 10 and he, Mourinho had developed him into a, like a deep sitting number, like almost like a six, mm. like a deep playmaker. Yeah, mad, yeah. But it worked. Mm. Yeah, I, I always remember him scoring a bicycle kick. I can't remember who it was against. In the, I think it was in the league. And it was his first goal in like seven years or something just because of Mourinho and you put him back, yeah. <laughs> like you say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Mikel, 
it was quality in the 2012 game. I don't think just because of sheer caliber of player that he'll get in. Um, because mm. when you're up against Lampard and Kante, arguably the best midfielders that Chelsea's ever had <laughs> in that shout, unfortunately, Mikel doesn't quite get in. Um, also, guys, bearing in mind, we can choose substitutes as well. So the players that don't get in, we can put them for substitutes. For me, I think Mikel is probably going to be one of those. Yeah. I think we can, gonna, we can choose five substitutes. Mikel's so, definitely been brought on in like the 75th, 80th minute when you're one up for Lampard mm. to go and see out the game. And he like, yeah. you know, let yeah. Lampard have his rest and then bring Mikel on to see, to see the game out. Yeah, let Lampard score a goal. And then once he's done yeah. that, you can bring Mikel on. And then, then that's sorted, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, right. Next player. So should we go right mids? I feel like that's the yeah. best. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, sorry. Let me just say, we have locked in Kante and Lampard. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, okay. So right mids, we've got Solomon Kalou, Kai Havertz, and shall we put Juan Mata in there as well? I think Mata's more of a white mid if he's going to play either this position. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Mata. Yeah. Mata gets that for me. I mean, I've seen Mata play for United and I've seen him play for Chelsea. And I think that... If, I love. I do love Mata. If, mm. if only... Uh, it's a very weird thing because I, I always think that if Juan Mata had a, had a very stayed at Chelsea or would have joined United at a better time, mm. he would have been one of the best, like you know, best players ever to grace the Premier League. Oh, definitely. And I've got a, yeah. and I've got a feeling that the, the the move from Chelsea to United because there was so much turmoil at United and he was being played out of position most of the time as a winger and not as a as an actual out and out number ten. I think actually, you know, you forget how good of a player Juan Mata actually was. Yeah. Well, I mean, to get to get player of the season two years in a row at Chelsea, that's that's saying something. When you're competing with the likes of Frank Lampard in his prime at the time, like almost, yeah. then Dino Drogba in his prime, definitely. Yeah. Um, my my yeah. like my favorite moment of matter for me is the um, the goal he scored against Liverpool, where he, um, he scored like a scissor kick. Um, it was like a ball was uh, played, and I think yeah. played one two. It flipped over, flipped over the, the edge of the box. He scored a fucking scissor kick against Liverpool. Mm. Yeah. I've, yeah. Ever since that goal, I've loved him. Yeah. yeah, everyone's always been raving on about you know Manchester City's David Silva is one of the best Spaniards, but I mean Juan Matas is up there for me. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it is the choice of teams that he went to. Um, yeah, that that did hold. He should have come to of... Arsenal. He should have come to Arsenal. Done a couple of seasons. That would have been worse. That would have been yeah, hundred percent worse. I can. A couple of that. seasons with Santi. How is that worse? He would have put Santi out the team though. That's the thing. Because because you also had Mazer at the time, and I don't think yeah. that Mazer and Mata. I don't think there's, there's enough leg power in the midfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, my vote does actually go for Havertz. Quite simply, even though it was Mata in his prime and he did bloody well in the final, um, Havertz, the way he played, it was quality the entire game. He barely put a foot wrong. Um, so that means he, just by definition, he's as good as Mata. Um, the difference being, literally, this is the only deciding factor between the two. Um, Mata won the corner, which scored, sorry, took the corner that scored the mm-hmm. goal to win, to make us a level. Um, obviously, the one that Dida Drogba headed in, headed in, whereas Havertz yeah. scored the goal. And that's the only, that's the only decider. I think, obviously, if you're going to choose between goals and assists, you go for goals every time. And that's that's literally the only reason why, for me personally, we have us. But I, was, I, I still go for one Matt. I still think one Matt yeah. uh, was a better yeah. player. Yeah, Again, it's, it's... Just say, like Havertz in five years could be a better player than Matter is in his prime. Who knows? Because mm. Havertz, is yeah. like, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit. But I just think Matter was a better player in 2012 than mm. Havertz is now. Yeah, yeah. So is it Matter then? It's Matter. Yeah, Matter. Okay. El Matador. So we got oh, one Matter. That's <laughs> he should he's be definitely not no he wouldn't get in um so right mid he'd, he'd be second choice he'd be second choice yeah yeah um anyway so one matter at right mid left mid so we have we can we can put Kalu in the shout as well i think because he could play left mid as well um so okay. we've got solomon Kalu, mason mount and ryan bertrand 
for me, it's Mason Mount. Nice, yeah, Mason Mount. Yeah, it's like I think actually unanimous without Kalu that pass through. Was, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Kalu was quite good to be fair. Like I think Kalu was a bit underrated at Chelsea. He always had a good, a good assisting goal record most seasons, apart from I think it's his last season. But yeah, Ryan Bertrand's an like a good to average a good left back now. And even then, he was only playing because of the injuries you had. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, yeah, Kalu's all right. Mount, you know, is one of the best players. And he, he is the official 3-0 podcast young player of the year as well. Mm, yeah. Should be he right. is indeed. We, we made the certificates, guys. We made yep. them. <laughs> we have um, we have uh, let each player know. And uh, David, we've let, sorry, we let the club West Ham know that uh, David Moyes is uh, the recipient of the uh, Manager of the Year Award. Does David Moyes uh, not have Instagram or something? Is that why? He does not. No, he has no social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, would this sway your votes then? So trying to put Mount off his pedestal, we've then got Fernando Torres, Florent Maluda, or Christian Pulisic. Because they're the people, they were the subs that went on into a winger position. Ooh. If it was Liverpool Torres, it, it'd get in for me, but not Chelsea Torres. No, nah, not Torres. Mm. I'd actually put in Florent Maluda, honestly. I think Maluda was quality. Maluda was maybe not, like 30. Maybe not in 2012. I was about to go yeah. say, in 2012, maybe not. Yeah. But like, you think, think of Maluda when he first joined Chelsea in his first couple mm. of seasons, he was absolutely insane. He was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still think it's I, Mount. Yeah. Same here. Uh, Maluda would definitely be in a shout if it was like five years prior. But yeah. Um, or, or, you know, Pulisic is, you know, the United States best international player at the moment. Yeah. But he's still and- not as good as. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does different things Mount. to Mount. He does different things. Does. The things that Mount does differently, he does so much better. Well, I think Christian Pulis is still waiting on his uh, Champions League ring. I think at the moment, you know, mm. being the yeah. being, being an American, where's my uh, where's, where's my ring? ring? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the difference between Mount and Pulisic is that Pulisic can come up with a moment a moment of magic fairly often, but he's also very inconsistent on the mm. other parts of his game. Mount can it is slightly less often. I've had to admit in terms of moments of magic, but he's way more consistent in terms of just passing and just work rates and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, for me, it's Mount. Um, yeah, okay. So, striker, I think we know who, it's, who it is. It's Fernando Torres. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, Didier Werner. <laughs> Combination of the two. Yeah, Fernando I mean, Werner. It's, <laughs> I yeah, it's... it's... It's Drogba, Drogba's it? touch yeah. and Werner's shooting, the combination of the two. Yeah, I mean, without, without Drogba, um, there's no way that we would have won that game. Even though he conceded a penalty, um, it yeah, was saved by Jack. always do. So, yeah. yeah. Never, never get a striker back in your own penalty box as he's heading away a ball, because if, he's, if, I mean, he, Gabri- if he's defending, it's never going to yeah. end well. Yeah. Gabriel gave away a penalty for City defending, didn't he, this season? Gabriel mm. Jesus, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it's against United, actually. It might be against United or... Mm. It wouldn't, yeah, surprise, it wouldn't surprise me because you guys have scored yeah. many, many penalties. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, Dede Drogba, uh, no doubt about it, is he? Really? No. I mean, he hasn't got exactly much competition. I, I'd argue Torres is more competition than Werner, to be honest. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. In, that, in that 2021 game, Werner had a horrible game, to be honest. Like, the only thing he offered was work great. And Drogba does that. Torres does that. The only thing that um, Werner's got is it is is it his run I like you know led to the the, the Chelsea goal. That's but, very true. Yeah. But what, what I'd say is that any player who's relatively quick could have made that run. Like in fairness, I'd argue if that was Dropper up top, he wouldn't have made that run. Dropper would have just stayed central. But I but I would um, argue that the, the, the three chances Werner missed prior to that, Dropper probably would have put one of those in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so yeah. Um especially the one that he 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 swiped out with his left foot and just hit his right heel. I think yeah. Dropper would have at least got that on target. Um, exactly. You know. 
so yeah, even if it was like Prime Neuer in goal, I still think he probably would have maybe even scored that. To be honest, he probably would have hit the roof. It, the was, pri- like it was Prime Neuer in goal, wasn't it? It was. It was 2012. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Neuer just, hit his pro- yeah. hit his peak very very early, and he's just been continued to stay at that peak for so long, isn't he now? So. You know, I mean, he yeah. hasn't really dropped in form since since he came up to since he moved to Bayern. Yeah. To be honest, so he had maybe like two years, um, maybe like like 2017, 2019, where he was a bit dodgy. I think just for mm-hmm. his own high standards, he wasn't as amazing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's been the top top three keepers in the world, top one keeper in the world for most of his career. So to wrap up, we have Petacek in goal, very solid start. We have our right back or right wing back, Reese James. Our centre backs are our right centre back is Cesar Aspilicueta. Our central centre-back is Gary Cahill. And our left centre-back is Antonio Rudiger. Uh, our left wing-back is Ashley Cole. I our... disagree. <laughs> our CDMs is N'Golo Kante and Frank Lampard. Our right mid is Juan Mata. Our left mid is Mason Mount. And our striker is Didier Drogba. So, That's a strong we've team. said all of them. We've now mm-hmm. can decide five substitutes. So any of the players that we've missed out. Um, so and also the subs that we used. I'm just going to say them quickly now. Front Maluda, Fernando Torres, Christian Pulisic, Andreas Christensen, and Matteo Kovacic. They were the subs that we used. We've mm-hmm. also got uh, Jose Basingua, uh, Thiago Silva, David Luiz, and Andrew Christensen again, who obviously played. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've got Jorginho as well, and John Obi Mikel. We've got Kai Havertz, Solomon Kalou, Ryan Bertrand, and Timo Werner. I mean Havertz and Mikel, I think the two definite ones who are going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. We, we got to, we got to have Mendy the goalkeeper in there. Oh yeah, yeah obviously Mendy, Mendy in but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of defender, I'd probably put Thiago Silva on the bench. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm happy to have Thiago um, on the bench. And then maybe like Chilwell, just in case you know, like you know, if you need a goal, you probably take Cole off and put Chilwell on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that that also frees up Aspilicueta to then move to left or right. Um, as well, or oh, sorry, to yeah, move to the right wing too. back, yeah. If you want to put Tiago Silva on as well, in, in place of Reece James or something like that. Um, oh, my question: Are we using 2012 Cesar or 2020 Cesar? Well, 2012 Cesar played for Marseille, so. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it depends what part of 2012. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So if you if well, you're choosing the 2011-12 season, he was at Marseille. So. So yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the second back. time he'd won it. My bad. No. Yeah. So yeah. Okay then. So so our substitutes are um, Kai Havertz. Who else was it? Johnny McHale. Johnny McHale. Have we said Mendy? We said yeah, Mendy as well. Then yeah. yeah. I guess it's so we've between got two more. Chilwell, Kovacic, Thiago. So it's it's Mendy, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, Johnny McHale, uh, Kai Havertz, and then. Are we going to get a five or seven? Because the bench is actually seven players. Yeah, should we do seven then? It's just seven, yeah. And there's two last players. I'll probably go Pulisic and uh, Torres as the last two. Yeah. I was going to say Torres. Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that then. Okay, so that's that's his bench as well. Cool. Okay, Good so bench. yeah, that's going to be the end of my point. I think that is a well-beater team, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I would I would also stick Tuchel uh, as the manager because I think he's the better well, manager than Di Matteo will be. Over Di Matteo, yeah. 100%, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even if you just base it off careers now from what Tuchel has done compared to Di Matteo, even even I think Tuchel edges it because Tuchel's been to two Champions League finals, whereas Di Matteo has only still been to one. So, um, I mean, Tuchel would edge it even without his Champions League final, to be fair. Yeah, I think Tuchel yeah. is just a way better manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, he did win the league on with PSG as well, didn't he? Who, Tuchel? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he, yeah. 
He also won a DFB Pokal with uh, Bruce Dortmund as well. Just, yeah, yeah. Just saying, guys, can, can we not talk about edging on our family-friendly podcast? I mean, we said fuck about four times already. It's older. Should I drop the C bomb? <laughs> Please don't. Anyway, that is going to be the end of my point. Uh, so yeah, let's go into break. The England podcast, it's coming home, is here. Made by England fans, for England fans, we'll be discussing the highs and lows of the three lines in the run-up to Euro 2020, the tournament itself and beyond. From debates about who should be on the plane, or the coach as the case may be, to soaking up the joys of taking the summer of football with your mates and total strangers, we'll be covering it all. It's been a while since that glorious summer of 2018, and I think we're all more than ready to do it all over again. So, follow us now on social media at The England Pod, Subscribe for free in your favourite podcast app and get involved from the start. Because you know what? It's quite clearly coming home. And even if it doesn't, we're guaranteed to have a laugh along the way. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the3nilpodcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the3nilpodcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Welcome back. Ethan, you're going to talk to us about the Euros, aren't you, mate? What wait, are you wait, talking can, to us? Can I, can I just ask why you said welcome as in whale come? <laughs> I decided to. <laughs> Why? <laughs> welcome back. Chuck's a huge fan of a bit of welcome, aren't you, mate? Well, you know, the sea's salty for a reason. Let's get back to football. <laughs> back to back, back, back to football, Ethan. You're, we're both going to talk about the Euros. We're going to start with you. What do you want to talk about? Because we're both so excited about it that we can't stop talking about it. Exactly. Well, as everyone listening to this podcast i hope is aware um if not then i'm going to make you aware uh gareth southgate has now confirmed his 26 man squad for the euros um i think most of his his decisions have been relatively okay there's, there's been a few positions of debate uh, yeah. which i sure we'll get into uh but the main point is now obviously we've already done our ideal uh england euro 2020 11s um a, must have been about a month or two back now maybe yeah however uh, yeah. i think it's now worth going back over those teams because I, I, i've got each of our teams up here now <laughs> on my phone this is interesting this is interesting yeah. so what uh, I, do I, is... I don't like my team anymore we're... i've definitely changed my mind yeah. as well yeah exactly so, so mm. we're going to look at each team that we chose originally um obviously um zach was our guest wasn't he i think at the time so zach yeah. obviously can't be yeah, here yeah. to join us but um we'll look at our three teams and we'll sort of look where where we change it and how and how obviously the fight the rest of the season's gone um so to start off with if i get my uh the, the team up on my phone um the first uh, 11 I've got here is, was actually my own one. Uh, can you guys remember what formation I went for on, on my team? So 4-3-3, wasn't it? I did go for a 4-3-3. That is correct. Um, personally, I don't think that Gareth would go with a 4-3-3. Um, as much as he's played a 4-3-3 or like some variant of a fullback in most of the qualifying games so far, I still think he's going to go with back five in the tournament. Mm, yeah. It's, 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 Especially it's, now Maguire's out. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, is, so. is Maguire still 100%? Because he's still in the squad. He's still in the squad, but he's not. Good. we don't know if he's going to be fully fit for the first couple of games, though, do we? So Yeah, I don't reckon mm. he will be, to be honest. Mm. No. But, mm. but yeah, I mean, um, the, the other formations we had, so Matt went with a um, 4-2-3-1, didn't you, Matt? I think you did. I love that formation, yeah. Yep. So Matt went with the old, the old Mourinho special, the 4-2-3-1. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Chuck actually did, did sort of guess somewhat correctly. He went with a 3-5-2, so... Um, it's not exactly the same as. The, I mean, it's um, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a feeling Gareth will go with a three-four-three, three, much like Chelsea's current system, rather than a three-five-two, just based on the players that he's got. I don't think he's bought enough centre mids to warrant playing a. He hasn't bought enough strikers field. either to play a two-strike yeah, form. That's true. Yeah. I mean, having Calvert Lewin and Harry Kane up top, arguably, would be kind of fun, but it would also mean that Harry Kane would just go into cent- central mid as well. Yeah. So. I mean, Harry Kane's um, a going to centre mid anyway. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. The amount of times I watch him play, and I'm like, Harry, just fucking get up front. Like, <laughs> so, don't so need what, to be there. Fuck what off. we've said so far is Chuck is the closest to being right. I like this. No, <laughs> okay. Cont- but your, your with, players with that you formation, selected. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The players. <laughs> Where did you get to the players first? Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got that point, Chuck. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll so, take it. I'll take it. It's the only point I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to start off with the uh, the the keepers that were chosen, so um, surprisingly enough, or well, not surprisingly at all, every single one of us chose uh, Nick Pope, who is now injured and out of the tournament. So Nick Pope yeah. is not going to be even the starting goalkeeper. It's going to be Jordan Pickford, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's going to be. The um the three goalkeepers that were chosen, um, one of them you've already got, which is Jordan Pickford. Uh, the others were Dean Henderson and actually Sam Johnston. Um. You know, never had an England cap before. Mm. Uh, actually, got his first England cap in a friendly against Romania um, on yeah. Tuesday. He played very didn't, well. Yeah, he played didn't very play too well. bad at all. That, that save he made. Yeah, that save was amazing. Save. Last yeah. year, yeah. Mings blocked it, and then he got the, the rebound and saved. That. I mm. thought was amazing. I mean, mm. just just looking at the stats here. Um, I mean, Hen- D- Dean Henderson has the best clean sheet percentage of any England keeper, bar uh, Nick Pope. Um, however, he did play a lot less games. You know, Dean Henderson only really played a. Uh, no competitions, maybe like just about 20 games, whereas Pickford's played over 30 and so has Pope. Um, I mean, Johnston, even with Manchester United's interesting defence, shall we say, that he's definitely had the better defence in front of him as well anyway. So Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, Pickford, even the stats show, he's definitely the part, the best passer of, of, of oh, a lot of them. There's no doubt about um, that. Yeah. Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, and obviously Johnston's conceded the most goals by far. Uh, mm. You can see there's 74 goals in the Premier League alone this season. Mm. Um, but he's also made the most got, saves. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's got 161 saves in the Premier League. Bear in mind, he's faced 228 shots on target this season. So he's faced 228 shots. He's made 161 saves, about a 70% save, uh, save percentage. Yeah. Which I, I don't think you can really blame him for, considering the, the defence he's got in front of him. Um, no, he, no. He, he has been pretty amazing. But... It's a bit of a non-stat, that, isn't it? So, exactly, know. exactly. But I, I, I'm guessing all three of us are going to go with Pickford as our as a number one yeah I, I, the weird thing is with Sam Johnson he's bloody good and I think he is slightly better than Pickford in terms of shot stopping yeah but the times especially the, the lesser teams that we come up against in the Euros I think Pickford will be way more useful yeah um, in, in those games because just his ability to control a game and just play a, a long field ball um, I exactly. think it, even for Pickford I think it's very underrated for his playing at the feet um, because he, yeah. he his long passing is ridiculously good um, and I think that's also, you know, I mean, when, Sam when you talk about has passing, got an assist in the Premier League, though. See, it, Sam Johnson yeah. did get a Premier League assist. But let me guess, was that a clearance? That was the one against Chelsea where they will beat you, yeah. and, he, and he smacked the ball down the middle, and Callum Robinson, yeah. I think, scored. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that was definitely a clearance. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. I still think Pickford. But you, Chuck, are you, are you in agreement, Pickford as well? 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be Pickford who gets chosen. There we go. Okay, so if we're going with the back three. What do you guys reckon you'll well if you go with Chuck's first, because Chuck was actually the first. Oh, one let, to go let's let's three. have a look at mine, shall we? So Chuck's back three uh oh, with Tyra Minks, which yeah. you know uh... not, not, not the maddest shout. I don't think Tyrone Ming should be anywhere near an England shirt, um, but you know he he is. Mate, um, mate he's playing. He's playing left centre back. Jo- John Stones is your, 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 your right centre back. Yeah, you know. yeah. John, John Stones is playing in the middle. I, I think that's your most meritable one. Your most mer- meritable. No, John Stones one. would play right centre back. And then John... the the central centre back Chuck went with um, oh, was Rob God. Holding. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Holding didn't even get a, a shout for the England cap. No. I, I don't think one England fan looked at the England squad that had Ming. So the, the England defence is Stones, Maguire, Mings, Cody, and Ben White was the late addition to replace Trent. Mm. Nobody in the world went, where's Rob Holding in that team? <laughs> I, 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 I even think his family didn't as well. I think oh. his family even, thought, even knew, yeah, no, he's not getting in. Sorry, Rob. I, <laughs> I've got a feeling that Rob Holding didn't even, he didn't, he didn't even have his, he, he, got the words, he didn't even have his mobile phone near Who's him. Who's going to get called up? Day. Who's going to get called up when Harry Maguire can't go to the World Cup? The World not Cup to the Euros. Yeah, it's ben definitely Gold- not Wood Holding. Yeah. Ben- Godfrey, what, yeah. yeah. What would you say there, Matt? What, what's his name? Wob. Wob Wing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's definitely not Rob Holding. Thank you. No. Uh, but yeah, you better not I'll- edit that out. Godfrey's <laughs> no. Godfrey's definitely getting in there. I mean, if it's all about centre-backs, the one I thought was a real big miss, obviously Godfrey didn't make it. James Tarkowski, why the fuck is he not in with a shout of an England cap? Like, he's arguably the best actual like, out-and-out defender of any centre-back we've got in England's team. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't sound doesn't... English. That's the no? issue. The players need to sound English, Ethan. Christ, don't you know anything about Brexit football? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, like... Oh, we do have Raheem Sterling. Exactly. Sterling! Raheem. Sterling's a classic okay. English okay. But Bukayo Saka... <laughs> English name Bakayo Saka. Yeah, there's an issue there, isn't there? Yeah. But he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, mean, we, uh... got, we got Jordan. We got a Jordan. We, we... we got a few Jordans, actually. Yeah. 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 So, we got a few Jordans. I mean, I, mean, I, I was looking at the stats now. I mean, Tarkowski, in terms of defending, um, he is, I'd say, the well, he's made the most tackles and won the most tackles of any Premier League defender. His tackle percentage is a bit lower than the rest of the centre-backs, um, but that's probably the fact that he's made... I mean, in terms of t- tackles, maybe he's made about 20 more than the next best player. Or the next I mean, in fairness, he does player. dive in quite a lot as well as a centre-back. So that's probably yeah. why those numbers are so high and why his tackle percentage isn't so... is is quite low by... Com- well, not quite low, but lower by yeah. comparison. He has, so. he has got the lowest pass percentage uh, of any centre-back, but he's also got the most key passes of any centre-back in the England team with 10. How's that work? He, he must just love a thump up the field. Exactly. That must, think, that must be what it is. It, it's very much like a Burnley thing, isn't it, where he gets <laughs> forward and he's fucking it forward and then one of Chris Wood or someone else is winning the knockdown, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. But I don't I, I don't think that if we have, have those centre-backs, I mean, the reason Cody's in there is because he plays, he, well, it, it, apart from the end of this season when Wolves did finally convert to a back four, he has played at a back three most of his, um, his Wolves he, career. He does he? play in the middle, doesn't he, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he plays yeah. in the middle of a back three, so... That's probably why he's in there. Uh, ben White, I thought, was an interesting shout, but I've got a feeling it's between White and Godfrey. And when White came on, um, it wasn't against Romania, was it? It's against... Um, who's, who's the other team we played? I've forgotten now. Um, it was a really, the really boring team we played that we uh, just about won 1-0 against uh, the week. That could be anyone. We always yeah, I, win I boring 1-0s. It, it, it's in the past, but yeah, we won 1-0 against him. He came on. Austria. Austria, that's the one. Austria. Austria. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Ben White had the... Uh, like. Pretty much the late goal saving clearance. I think that's the only thing that really probably probably got it got him I, in over over. Personally, I really like Ben White. I I, I think he's 
I think he could be starting. Like if I if I had that team, the, if we have a things, if we have a five back, you need mm-hmm. those centre backs to pass really well. And I think it's one of our best passers in terms of like centre backs. I mean, it, it, um, it, 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 in terms of pass percentage, he's actually the, the the third lowest. But considering he plays for Brighton, mm. um, obviously this sort of actually makes sense. He is actually. <laughs> In terms of dribbling, um, his percentage isn't the highest, but um, the reason that's being is he's attempted 41 dribbles from centre-back <laughs> and he succeeded on 24 of those occasions. The next yeah. best player is actually James Tarskowski of 11 and then John Stones of 10 successful dribbles. Yeah. So his passing is pretty good, but his ability to take the ball out of the back line and run with it is the best of any England centre-back, I'd say. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think, especially if we're playing a, a three-back, do you always need centre-backs that can do that? Like, if you look yeah. at Chelsea that have done that this season, Antonio Rudiger is capable of that. I mean, he's very capable of that. Kurt Zuma is capable of that. Andres Christensen does that almost every time he gets the ball. You've got Thiago yeah. Silva that does that really well. And you've got Aspilicueta who does it reasonably well Are any well, of these so. guys English? What? Unfortunately I'm, not. I'm just saying, no, but no, no, I'm no. just, by comparison, it's, just, it's a similar formation, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah I'd... You know. If 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 Maguire's fit and you've got them, what I mean, I mean, I, I I think if Maguire and Stones are fit, I think Carl Walker's still playing as that third centre-back, um, as he did in the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you, you could do worse than Ben White there. I mean, both I think all three of them, Stones, Maguire, and White, would all be more than comfortable in possession. E- even ball, Reece so. James there, even, even yeah, Reece James there, because I, I think that might be why. Uh, I know we'll get onto this later, but I think that also might be why that he's bought uh, so, many backs. so many right backs. Yeah, because we have that fluidity of two of our right backs can play right back, right wing back, and right centre back. So, yeah. We are the team of right backs. Yeah. I mean, talking about right backs, obviously. Um, the, the, the right Southgate did originally bring was uh, Carl Walker, Kieran Trippier, Reese James and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, unfortunately, um, as is a very England thing to do, in the game against Austria, Trent got an injury which is going to keep him out of the, uh, the Euros. Yeah, so it was that's a why... hamstring or something, wasn't it? Five, five yeah. or so. So that's why um, ben, Godfrey, sorry, ben Godfrey, Ben White, sorry, was actually called into the England squad, was actually a replacement for um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, if we're going on in terms of wing-backs, um, I think all of us went with well, I, I went with Reese James, uh, Matt went with uh, Reese James, uh, and then Chuck went with uh, Carl Walker as his right wing back. I did. Um, I've got a feeling it's going to be Trippier playing right wing back and Carl Walker at right centre back. I've got a feeling that's the, the, the system Southgate is going to go with. I've got a feeling he's going to, he's going to drop back into the, um, the, the, the setup that he had um, last, the last major tournament, obviously the World Cup setup. Um, I also think that Trippier is also probably the most used to playing um, almost that wing-back role of it, any yeah, of the right-backs. but Southgate's playing Trippier left-back all the time now. I think Southgate only played Trippier left-back in the last two friendlies because of the fact that Reese James was playing... Sorry, Reese James and Carl Walker both played in the Champions League final. I've got a feeling if they didn't play in the Champions League final, they probably would have played in these friendlies, but they're trying to give them as much time to recover after the Champions League final, um, you know, ahead of a major tournament. But, yeah. but why would that why why would that matter when Kieran Trippier would be playing on the in right back? He's been playing left back. Be, oh no, sorry, not because of that. I said, uh, yeah. Um, what I actually meant to say, uh, I'm completely confused, is the fact that Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell had um, both played in a okay, yeah, because Ben Godfrey played right back um, actually in the um, in the Romania game. So obviously Luke Shaw played in the Europa League final. Who did actually he did play obviously in um, in the game against uh, Romania. And obviously, Chilwell played all of the games. Um, mm. Yeah. And Luke Shaw, bear in mind, played the full 120 minutes in the Europa League final, plus the penalties as well. So mm. he was probably knackered. I mean, I, th- I think, do you guys agree that it's going to be Walker White centre back and Trippier White wing back? What, in terms of prediction of what the team will be? Not in terms of what you want, in terms of what you think Gareth's going to do. Right. Uh, 
yeah, I think it's still, I think it's going to be very close between Trippier and Reese James, to be honest. Because mm. I think winning that Champions League might actually put him up there because he, like, like I said before, previously, uh, in on my previous point, he played bloody well that game. Mm. I so, mean, Trippier did win La Liga with Atletico, though. He did, so he did. As well. um, so, yeah, but Champions League over domestic league, I think, is better, isn't Maybe. it? But, but yeah, I, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think it can go yeah. either way, to be honest. So I, I think he's going to go with Trippier for the first game. Yeah, I've got a feeling just because of the fact that Trippier has played, or Reece James, I don't think has played in England. For I mean, yet, Trippier the was was the hero of the world, wasn't he? He was got free, free kick. kick, and um, well, it didn't last I mean, long. <laughs> well, it, it didn't last long, no. But um, I mean, equally, Trippier or James could both be equally as capable there. Mm. And like, like I mentioned, Atletico finally changed the system this year. They no longer play the four four two. They actually play with the back three or back five um, in defence. Um, and Trippier was that main right back for Atletico, and obviously Reece James has been. Between whites at the back and white back, I've been playing uh, either position for Chelsea um, this season. So, I I do want to put in a shout that it's it's, it's a real shame that Wan Bissaka has not got in this team somehow. Um, I think I, if I we thought, were going to play a four back, I think he probably would have been called up. But I think I don't think Southgate's he made his decision. I've got a feeling that Southgate just doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't like or trust Wan Bissaka, which is absolute fast, absolutely farcical. It, it's honest. I think it's to the detriment of the England team because he's going to choose Congo. And we're going to lose arguably one the best defensive right back in world football. Like we've, we've right got, back, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And he's also massively underrated in his attacking ability. Like he hasn't got the best touch, but in terms of like he's got two goals and four assists in the league, Wan Bissaka, and he's got uh, two assists in the Champions League. So Europe League as well. Mm. If you look at Wan Bissaka's stats, he is head and shoulder. I mean, his pass percentage is better than every other right back bar Kyle Walker. Um, his tackle percentage is the lowest, but he's actually made twice the amount of tackles of any other right back. Um, his shot percentage is the best. I mean, fair play, he takes the least shots out of them, but he has got 50% shot percentage. He is the... from two shots. <laughs> um, he's had eight shots, four on target in the Prem. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, dribbling, he's got one of the higher percentages. I mean, it's not, not the highest. He's, he's below Reese James and Trippier, uh, about equal with Carl Walker um, and, and actually higher than Trent. And his defensive stats, he is doubling every other right back's in every single defensive stat. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I think I think the issue is though with the five back formation is that the wing backs aren't necessarily made to defend loads. They have to be equally as good going forward as they are defensively yeah. and Wambasaki isn't that. Um whereas I'd argue Kyle Walker is slightly more defensively heavy still but he's still reasonably good going forward and I think Reese James is perfect either side in terms of like that balance. Mm. Um so yeah I just think that it, as an England fan, we're, we're going to lose out on a player that could be, you know, one of the best players of the next generation. Of- I, I feel like wan should have been chosen so that, you know, we're 1-0 up, 2-1 up. He can be brought on and shore up the back for us. Yeah, I've got a feeling it's like, you know, we're up against those those top, top tier European teams. He's very useful. Like, mm. I don't think I've seen him be outplayed by any winner in any competition. Like, he played against PSG and he kept Neymar and Mbappe quiet. Yeah, yeah. Like, it I, I do think it's a big miss. I, I think yeah. you definitely need to sacrifice one of the right backs that we took up. Even mm. if it say I'd go as far as to say he should have been picked over Ben White, to be honest. Even though Ben White yeah. is very, very promising. Um the, the only issue that brings is that yeah. again we have a lot of right backs, but then Reece James can play right centre back and Carl Walker yeah. can play right centre back. So then that kind I, of I have heard it. a rumour that um mm. allegedly during this summer, because obviously United have been looking at getting Kieran Trippier in. Um, oh, he's playing centre back as a competition. There's a there's a rumor that they, that Oli's going to try and convert Wambasaka to a centre back, which would um, be mental. I think if, like... if 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 he can do it, I'd say brilliant. The only thing I think Wambasaka is weak at is his positional sense. He's mm. so good at tackling that I think his positioning, especially when um, the ball's not coming from his side, 
So the ball's coming from the right wing uh, when opposition team and it's coming across the box. That's the only time he really switches off for me is like mm. balls to the back post where he's defending the back post. He's not brilliant at, but um, I, th- I think him, it... Well, him becoming a centre-back could fix that, though. You think so? Mm. I'd, I'd be very interested to see what happens. Um, I, I, I do think wan is definitely underrated on the ball. I think he's improved massively since when he joined United. He's, he's, still, he's, he's still the worst out of the right-backs we've got, though, in terms of on the ball. Yeah, I, I'd say he's so. the worst out of the right-backs we've got, but um, I wouldn't say he's that much lower than most of them, apart from his crossing. I no. think his actual touch and his dribbling has actually yeah. improved quite a lot. But, I mean, every yeah. single right-back we've got is a great cross of the ball as well. Yeah. So, uh, and wan is okay at crossing. So, again, yeah. I, I think it's more down to offensive quality that um, Southgate has chosen his right-backs on, to be honest. I, I don't think it's down to defensive quality because I think he's relying on his three-back, was going to be relying on his three-back. So, yeah. I think that's more... Down to his decision, why? I, I, I agree with all of yeah. you, though. I, I do think he should have been picked, just just for yeah. case of you even try him in that right centre back. Just 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 put him in yeah. defence because he, he won't let us down. Um, no. You know. Um, moving on from right backs, left backs. I don't think there's any debate in this one. It was Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. The only other player I think mm-hmm. maybe might have had a bit of a shout is maybe Aaron Cresswell, but even then, I don't think that no. he's anywhere near those two players. Both Ben Chilwell and. Uh, Luke Shaw set the bar too high, haven't they? Really? I mean, yeah. if, if we're playing a left wing back, though, it's going to be Bakary Saka. No, no, it's not. It, it's going to be though. Well, it's, it's not going to be. They're just Benchwell's better than him, and Luke yeah. Shaw's better than him. Yeah, so it's just not either way. He's there for rotation at work. Saka, at best Saka's sure. there just to have the experience. I don't, I don't think he's going to start any games for England. Yeah, I, I think he's going to start if they play. If they play a. A, f- a three back, he's Chuck, gonna start for left wing back. Southgate's not playing your fucking England team, all right? Saka's mm. not playing left wing back for England. When you've got you've got Luke Shaw got to the Europa League final, you've got as ben, a left Chuel, ben Chuel, who won the Champions League as a left wing back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got Bakayo Saka who finished what ninth in the Premier League, eighth in the Premier League with Arsenal. It'll be yeah. it'll be back for Saka. It will be because <laughs> because he's, he's going to make that decision. It's not bias. He's going to make the decision and it's not because Saka is Saka anyway. What team does Saka? What what team does Saka play for? I had no idea, mate. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, it's I know Arsenal. he plays for Arsenal. I, I don't <laughs> think it's because Saka's a better player. I just yeah. think that Southgate is going to choose him. I don't think he will. I think. I, I, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's only playing I, him in the friendlies just because, uh, like the previous points for the other players we've said is that yeah. he needs to rest Chilwell and Shaw. So, I'm. I actually think that Chilwell is going to start. I, I, I can't tell actually because mm. Luke, Luke Shaw's been given the number three shirt, mm. which which indicates that Luke Shaw might start, but. I, I have no clue uh, with, mm. with, with Southgate. I'm not bothered either way, to be honest. Yeah. I'm really not bothered. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Sorry. either of them, Yeah, um, honestly. So uh, moving on to midfield, we're going to play two DMs. So um, I, I've got a few DMs here. I've actually moved Mason Mount and Foden to play on either wing because I think they're more likely to play out on one of those front three positions in a centre mid. I think that's more mm. likely if you're playing that system. I mean, Mount could play in, in, in one of the two midfield roles. I, I, I just don't think that he will play in one of those two DM roles, if, mm. you, think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, this is very. I think Mount is much better on a right centre mid or left centre yeah, mid role, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, but I'd... it, it but depends I, though, because if we are playing yeah. the Chelsea Chelsea way, mm. if Mount does play on the wing, that's a work rate, and then that's another central mid coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he on defence, he just becomes a central mid anyway. So yeah. So it's rather than wingers, we're, it's more left than right forward, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Work than that, mm. Which is the reason yeah. why I've included Mount in my winger shout later on rather than the, the, the centre mid shout. So the centre mid mm. shout I've got, obviously, we, the squad did say Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Calvin Phillips and Jude Bellingham. 
are what I'd class as out and out central fielders in that team. Mm-hmm. Um, the only player I'd, I'd debate here is Jordan Henderson's inclusion. Um, yeah, I don't house. like that inclusion at all. I don't think it's right. I, I get why he's there because he is a great leader, and obviously, according to Southgate, he's great in the changing room. But he's not played a game since February. Um, he did look a bit rusty when he played, but then again, yeah. he did play quite a few passes. I'm not saying that the other players couldn't do that. That he's uh, playing, yeah. he's up against. So he, to missed, speak, he missed his penalty. He took, he, he snatched, did. he snatched that, the ball. That was off a shitty of... thing. Yeah, mm, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, he, you know, so. he snatched the ball off of Dominic Calvert Lewin and said, "I'm the captain. I'm taking this," mm. and then he fucks it. Yeah, just because he's a leader doesn't necessarily mean he's a good leader. Exactly. So, yeah. I, we'll see what happens there, I think. You know who I'd start in my two if, if I had the choice? James Ward-Prowse, probably. Yeah. Well, no. I, I, I wouldn't start James Ward-Prowse anymore. Would it be Phillips um, and Rice? No. I, I'd play no, Rice and Bellingham. Yeah, I'd play Rice and Bellingham. I think Bellingham's better than all the centre-backs. Mm. I think Bellingham's yeah. 17 years old and he's better than all the centre-mids we've got, mm. <laughs> which is yeah. mad. Jude Bellingham's yep. ceiling is one of the highest, I think, of any England player I've seen. He's up there with like Foden levels of generational talent because mm. that guy like ran a Champions League quarterfinal versus Man City on his own at 17. Mm. I, I, I think we might be comparing Foden's Bellingham age. to like maybe Rooney in terms of like consistency for England and stuff. Yeah, the, the, like... the, the, I don't think I've ever seen a 17 year old play that much. Like, I mean, he, he was named the Bundesliga rookie, also the, the sorry, Bundesliga newcomer of the year this season, you know. Allegedly, Birmingham have already retired his shirt number from like one season there, and he has cemented a place in Borussia Dortmund's first team. To do mm. that at 17 years old, like there's not many other players. Maybe like Pulisic and Sancho, the other players I know who've like done that. Mm. And honestly, I, that's the sort of player yeah. I think United need for next season. I don't think we need Bellingham because I don't think I think we need someone who sits deeper than Bellingham yeah, does. Yeah, he's too attacking. But, um, yeah, Sancho we definitely need, but that's a, that's mm. a different story. I, I'd have um, Rice and Bellingham, but I, I've got a feeling it'll be Rice and Henderson or Rice and Phillips at start that first game. You yeah, guys in just, agreement? It's so yeah. negative. I'm in agreement, but it's so negative. Mm, yeah. The thing is, Rice is very good going forward as well anyway. Yeah, he's, he's um, great in the ball. He's, Phillips he, he, is he, decent. He, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I, it's the safest option. I think I think it, what, what Southgate will be going for the first game is not to win convincingly, mm. but he'll win safely. Yeah. So and I think that's the best way to do it, especially at the group stage. And then you can go all out more in the in the uh, knockout stages. I think yeah. just get through the group stage, no matter how. As long as we do it safely, then it's fine. Then yeah. we can play our football when it gets to the knockout stages. I think I think that's the way to do it. All right. So moving on to right wing, um, I've got a few players here. Um, so obviously the, the three players who I've classed out at right wingers uh, are Jaden Sancho, Mason Mount, and Bukayo Saka for this argument. Mm-hmm. Um, Saka's played when he's played an attack for Arsenal this season played more on the right than he has on the left um, Mason Mount again for Chelsea has probably played more on the right than he has on the left I mean he played even the front, front three positions and obviously Jadon Sancho is now that wide wing for Dortmund Are you going to um, try and make us choose between Grealish and Foden? It's the left, oh, oh, I've got four left wingers here and it's going to be a fucking bastard between, <laughs> between the four of them but, Oh but, even the right's difficult as well so, on the I, wing, I still think it's Mount yeah. I think Mount's going to play, and I think you should play because I don't, I don't think Sancho has played well enough for this England team to warrant mm. starting. No, he doesn't try hard I've... enough. Yeah, I I just don't think we played to his strengths. I think that he play, he likes to play in a team. I think it's international football in general. Sancho likes to play in a team where he gets space in behind, and he likes to be like running and like you know running behind. Um, and he doesn't really get that in his it's good, especially not against Austria and um, Romania where they're going to sit with Tim and behind the ball. Mm. Yeah. Um, I also. I don't think he likes playing with a striker who sits really deep like Harry Kane does. Like, you know, Erling Haaland, again, likes to play on the last man. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't think Sancho likes players who drop really, like, deep, um, especially not strikers. 
um, yeah, I've got Peyton Mason Mount. Um, obviously, I've got Jesse Lingard in there on the like because he was part of the like provisionary squad. Um, and I've also got Mason Mason Greenwood here, not because he's going to play; he's injured. That's a that's a travesty for losing out on Lingard. I I do think that um, actually Greenwood would have been taken over Saka had he not pulled out the squad for yeah. injury. I'd prefer that to be honest. So the only reason why I'd, I'd have. I mean, I, I do think Greenwood's a better player. I just think that the reason that Greenwood's been there ahead of Saka is that we've only got two. Maybe if you count like Class Rashford as a third one, we only really had two out and out strikers in that England team, don't we? If one of Kane or Cavett Loom would have picked up an injury, um, God forbid that happening, you know, I think Greenwood would have been that that backup up, up, up top for one of those two. Um, I think Rashford's going to play that role now, um, as he's the only probably one of the wingers who can play as a striker, but. But yeah, are you guys in agreement that Mason Mount's probably going to be the, the right winger for, for England? Yeah. Or the right can, forward? Can I ask, do we know why Jesse Lingard wasn't included in the... It's just not good enough. He's just, really. he's, he just hasn't performed enough consistently. He's, he's, he's had what? I, half a season. I, I, still don't really, I don't think it's half a season. He had like two months where he was brilliant. And even at the end of West Ham season, he wasn't really doing that much. Like He had that really great purple spell, like purple, purple, purple patch, shall we, when he um, first joined. But I think he was amazing after that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the the choice they've got is right. I mean, if you look at our teams, I had Sancho playing on white wing. Um, after seeing him in the recent friendlies, I don't think he'll play there. Chuck did not have a white winger. He was a, he had Carl Walker, and then he had uh, Ollie Watkins <laughs> and Harry Kane. Uh, Ollie Watkins not making the actual squad either. <laughs> I think that's wrong as well. Uh, Raheem Sterling was in um was in uh, Zach's team. Obviously, Raheem Sterling would not be playing white wing or left wing if 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 we have anything to do by it, about it. And uh, mm. Matt had Sancho as well, which I think again he'd probably agree that Mount's gonna be playing in that. Yeah, out of the two now, especially with with the uh, friendlies that we've had heating up to the to the Euros, yeah. I still think Mount's going to be better on that white wing. Uh, like you say, yeah. because of the teams we face, they could be sitting deep. And also, the quality that Mount has, the difference in quality, sorry, between Sancho yeah. and, and Mount in attacking wise, is not that much. Because mm. yeah, granted, Sancho is probably better uh, attacking wise in terms of just creating chances and stuff like that. Yeah, but Mount is not far off. I think that the bar is very very. So the difference is very, very small. So um, yeah. and what Mount brings defensively and just everywhere else on the pitch um, is better. So, yeah. yeah. What about left wing? I've, I've, I've got four players here. And this I is think it's going to be Grealish. But yeah, so, so the players who brought who the class as left wingers is Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford and Phil Foden. It's, it's obviously between three because, you know, Raheem Sterling's awful. Uh, yeah. Marcus Rashford probably won't play the group stages. I've I've got a feeling Rashford's going to be a late sub on the bench. I've got a feeling yeah. more, more than yeah. not like oh, he's a great impact player to bring on. Oh, Foden and Grealish. It's annoying because you Grealish. want to start three of yeah. them, don't you? You want to start Rashford, Foden, and Grealish. But yeah, yeah I think can it's going to be Grealish. Can we, put, can we put like Foden as number nine? There's <laughs> 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 a false nine. And not Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. I mean, Harry Kane plays centre mid these days. I mean, he yeah, does to be fair. But just not playing at all, though. That's what you're saying. Oh, I d- no, no, you can't. Really not. I really I, like. I think both Grealish should play though. I, yeah, I'd I, say I, Grealish should play because he's played in the friendlies and he has been the standout player. I'd say in both of the friendlies. I like, agree, but I create so much. And I also, really if you have that... Mount and uh, Trippier on the set pieces as well, that we've well, got Mount, one... Trippier, Kane. Um, even like Reese James and Foden and Rashford can all take set. We've got so many good set piece takers. Like, I think that's I, I also thought... why Bob Prowse isn't called up because we already have so many quite reasonable ones, even though he, like you have said, he's the a best in the world, the Prowse, though, isn't he? But... Bob Prowse is head and shoulders above a- any of them. But Yeah, but I think we do have a 
a good squad depth in that area yeah, anyway. Yeah. So if that's the only thing Ward, Ward Prowse brings that sets him apart, yeah. I, it just does justify why he's not in the, the team. Just quickly back to the left wing debate. It it will be Jack Grealish because, but I hmm. I think is that right mid is going to be between Mount and Foden. I think that those the two players are going to be fighting there. Mount would Mount would get it though. That's the thing because Southgate likes him more than Foden anyway. And then it is literally just down to a matter of opinion who everyone thinks is better anyway on top of that. And that's Gareth Southgate. That's what Gareth Southgate is in the job for. And he prefers Mount over Foden. Um, I do think it is unfair on Foden's part because I do think he should be in that starting eleven. But where else are you playing? That's the question. Yeah. I, I think he should be right wing. I think Mount should be in the central mid. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think Southgate's going to put Mount in centre mid. I think he's going to want someone more negative yeah. than him. You you need a fullback to, to put Mount in centre mid. And that, yeah. that's the issue. So, so yeah. Um, Once Maguire is back, we'll move him into yeah. centre mid. So, moving on to the, the, the final position, I don't think there's been much of an argument over who's going to start. Um, I think all three of us had, or so yeah, all three of us here had Harry Kane in our in our England eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only player I had a slightly different was Chuck, who had Ollie Watkins up top with Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> obviously, Ollie Watkins did not make the squad. Um, I, but, f- I uh, find that baffling how you decided that. It, well, yeah, because you forgot about Calvert Lewin, didn't you, Chuck? When you when you selected it, you're like. Where, 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 where Ethan mentioned Calvert-Lewin, you're like, oh I've, yeah, <laughs> I've gone, I've gone back, I've gone back now because Calvert-Lewin is injury prone is the issue. I, I mean, he's, w- play, he's played 35 games this season in the Premier League. Yeah, but he does have a bad knee. He has a dodgy knee. Does he? Well, and he can leap about six foot off the ground. I, I don't think that's an issue. Calvert-Lewin was bullying the entire Romanian defence the entire game he was playing against him, <laughs> and these are Romanians. They're not hard to fucking bully. They're strong. They actually had. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed in the Romania game, but the, uh, the centre-back who gave away the second penalty, um, Kirikes, uh, mm. if you remember, he's, he's actually an ex-Spurs player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen more uh, of like a, you know, Romanian hard man look like ever than Kirikes. Mm. If you saw him in the England game, like shaved head, hard-looking motherfucker. Mm, yeah, and yeah. was like, literally got him went, no, fuck off, pushing you away. This is mm, literally yeah. different, no, fuck off, I'm winning this. Or, or the chide that Calvert-Lewin did when he was literally head and shoulders and... Hit and got a yellow and card for me above, yeah. The other player, one of the other players yeah. did was just wait there and stuff, but I, I don't think that was a foul. But you know, ref was ref, but anyway, again, yeah. I, I, I don't like that we're only taking two strikers, I really don't. See, it was saying this, I, I've got a feeling that the reason we're only taking two is because I think that Rashford is going to be mm. a emergency striker option if we haven't got a player there. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we have so many options in striker anyway, don't we? Anyway, so I, I don't think oh, exactly, really I mean, like, two. yeah, yeah, I mean. We, I think this basically means that we're only going to play a one-striker formation. Um, Bill Foden, it, false nine. Kane, Calvert-Lewin. I mean, they're the players you could have taken. You could have taken Watkins. You could have taken Bamford. I mean, Bamford has Every 17 Leeds goals. thinks that Bamford should go, which I find... I mean, I don't think my dad does. I don't think my dad still I mean, doesn't rate Bamford. He's got 17 goals and seven assists in 38 Premier League games. Mm. I mean, it's reasonable stats, but the amount, also the amount of chances he's missed and... It's just, it's just. I mean, it's Timo Werner, and he's going to the fucking Euros of Germany. Yeah, so. yeah, okay, but Germany aren't exactly blessed in, t- in attacking talent at the moment, are but, they? So, well, Abrey, um, in the middle of the field, so they're not blessed with strikers. But from no, what you yeah. say, Matt, Timo Werner's not a striker anyway; he's a winger. No, I, well, I don't. I, I mean, don't Germany's think never been. Striker, <laughs> Germany's <laughs> never been blessed with strikers. Their highest. Their, their well, no, Mario Gomez. They're they're Miroslav Klose, who is the all-time top goal scorer in World Cups. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not blessed, quite clearly. They have, they're they not have, blessed. They haven't been blessed since 2014 World Cup. They haven't been blessed maybe the last five, six years, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. But 
Thomas Muller plays at Tottenham at the moment, I think, to be fair anyway. So. Yeah, he plays more of a force man anyway, doesn't he? So. Yeah. If only Lewandowski was German. I'm a bit Lewandowski wishes he changed his allegiance now, probably, to be fair, because he'd won mm. one cup by now. Nah, yeah. Pol- you don't want to be a Polishman and, and change your allegiance to Germany. That's like like, like Lukas Podolski and Miroslav Klose, who are both born in Poland. Yeah, they <laughs> looked where their careers have gone, Ethan. Mm. Exactly. Podolski won a World Cup, so did Klose. <laughs> yeah, I know it was great. But why didn't Lewandowski do it? Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be Kane and Calvert-Lewin. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty much going to sort of end the point. I mean, we, we can sort of say, uh, obviously, the opening game is, I think, Croatia are playing. Where do you guys reckon we're going we're gonna to finish in the group? What's your, what's, what's your decision on the group? Who's the other teams? Uh, Scotland and Czech Republic, I think we've got in our group. Scotland, Croatia and the Czech Republic. I think we finished second. I think Croatia will beat us. I yeah, I'll, I've got so, a feeling that even though we're a better team than Croatia, we'll set somehow England it up. Mm, yeah. So when, whether we come first or second, we have to play first or second of the group that contains Germany, France, Portugal, and Hungary. Oh, we're fucked yeah, we're, away. We have we? got a shit group. So, so we're, we're yeah. either going to play Germany or France or Portugal. And one yeah. of those is going to knock us out for sure. Por- I, I feel yeah. like we have the best chance against Portugal, but even then, I, I don't feel like, unless we just, con- unless we somehow manage to change our system completely and go possession-based if, football and then throw on our best attackers, yeah. then we this have a chance against if, Portugal. If, if we get we past that knockout stage game, we're in a first shout of winning it, but we need to get past that game. I mean, looking at all these teams, I mean, I mean, Portugal's team, like they've they've got like Rafa Guerrero uh, from British Dortmund left back. They've got Jao Cancelo. They've got uh, Bruno Fernandes. They've got uh, Andre Silva. They've got Ronaldo. They've got um, what's his name now? Semedo. Bernardo Silva. Pepe. Uh, they've got Pepe. Yeah, like mm. they've they've got an insane team France mm. we don't have to go say France's team because yeah. they've got about defense, 60 centre-backs so their defence is so good they can say no to fucking Aymeric reports that to declare for Spain mm. um, and then yeah Germany are just a well-oiled mission I, I'd say we've got the best chance against Germany because I think Germany have had, they've not had the easiest qualification and they're probably the weakest they've been since 2010 England versus Germany there's a lot of history between that fixture though so I, I always feel like yeah. we don't necessarily so turn up to we, that fixture we've got so. a lot of passion merchants so Jordan Henderson will take that game by the scruff of the neck and fucking drag us to victory no he's not mm. Gerard. this isn't against Milan yeah he's not he's not going to come up with a 30 yard screamer is he I don't think I, but... I mean Jordan Henderson you could argue he's a better player than Stephen Gerrard because he's won a Premier League title <laughs> <laughs> sit on that nipple fan <laughs> 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 sit on that <laughs> God, that's the one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing. Even though you're comparing two Liverpool players, that is the one yeah. thing that I think would trigger every single Liverpool fan. Did, did Gerard also win the they would make League? them question and be like, actually, Gerard did, <laughs> did, did, did win the Champions League, didn't yeah. he? Won the Miracle yeah. of Istanbul, but he did not win a Premier League title. Which Jordan Henderson has done so. Arguably, Jordan Henderson's a better Liverpool player and Liverpool captain than Stephen Gerrard. Oh. Arguably, he is a better captain. I'd say that. I think that's Maybe. less of a stretch. My brother is rolling in wherever he's listening. <laughs> what's what's your brother's name, Chuck? Eddie. 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 Just just to let you know that Stephen Gerrard is not even the best English builder out of Lampard and Skulls. So you know he, he is the third. Mm. All, all of them. <laughs> Please don't hurt me if I ever see you. <laughs> <laughs> You've triggered every single Liverpool fan ever. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, anyway just a, that, that's pretty much yeah. I think that, that that's going to end our, our our England Euros chat. Um. I think we'll head into a break now. When we get back, I think it'll be Chuck's point. Yay. You're the one remaining. See you later. The England podcast, It's Coming Home, is here. Made by England fans, for England fans, we'll be discussing the highs and lows of the three lines and the run-up to Euro 2020, the tournament itself and beyond. 
from debates about who should be on the plane, or the coach as the case may be, to soaking up the joys of taking the summer of football with your mates and total strangers, we'll be covering it all. It's been a while since that glorious summer of 2018 and I think we're all more than ready to do it all over again. So, follow us now on social media at The England Pod, subscribe for free in your favourite podcast app and get involved from the start, because you know what, it's quite clearly coming home. And even if it doesn't, we're guaranteed to have a lap along the way. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com. And you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the 3 no podcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the 3 no podcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello and welcome back. This is our third point now and Chuck, it's yours. Take it away. Yeah, thank you, Matt. So just on a, a, a continuation on Ethan's, you know, talking about the Euros, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to take a look at, at what players other than the England squad that, that we're going to miss out on seeing. I weren't, weren't selected, maybe got a little nigg- niggling injury, didn't actually qualify. It's not going to be terribly long list, so you're lucky this time. But let's let's have a gander, shall we, and see got, what we're going to be missing. We have briefly touched upon this already, haven't we? So. Have the you? England part, anyway. Yeah, yeah, the England part. But yeah. Uh, yeah. we don't care about England on, on this podcast, do we? Yeah. We, we've got clearly we've not. Got we've already mentioned English it like four times Spaniard already. German. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about Spaniards. Our first player who's going to be missing out is Ansu Fati, the the span the Spanish winger. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's crocked, isn't he? Yeah. So putting that, he's injured. Hmm. Yeah, he's got got himself a. I think it's what is it? What's he got? He's got a, a knee injury, a yeah. ligament knee injury. It's it's quite a bad one as well. Like I think a lot of Barca fans are a bit nervous because he's he, he's had to have a second surgery on it, um, just before the Euros this summer. And obviously he's only eighteen years old, so I think That's a lot of Barca good. fans are concerned that he's had to have two knee surgeries by the age of eighteen. And it it there's no I don't think anyway there's a uh, sort of return date in the thing just yet. Um, I'll, I'll double check while I'm over here, but I've got a feeling he's still. Yeah, yeah that, that they want to get him back for the start of the season, Barcelona, but it's it might not happen. Yeah, I've got a feeling at the moment that they're, they're thinking about maybe looking forward to preseason, um, but you know, there, there's no guarantee he could even be the same player when he comes back. Hopefully, he will be. Um, but you know, it's a big loss for him. I've got a feeling he definitely, if not started in the Spain team, I think he definitely been called up. For sure, I, I think he definitely been called up. Uh, a bigger player now for Sweden, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He won't be there. I mean, Sweden is he not just retired? Today. No, he didn't. He came out of retirement, didn't he? No, yeah. no, no. I mean, from international duty. No, no, no. He he, he came out of international retirement to um, help Sweden qualify. And I'm assuming they didn't qualify, Chuck. Is that right? No, I believe Sweden qualified. I'm very, I'm very sure Sweden qualified. I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain he came out of international retirement to play for them in the Euros. Let me have a look. Yeah, please have a look because I'm, I'm sure that. That's even funnier if he isn't selected, though. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm with... doing the Panini Sigfrava. I swear I've got Sweden's flag. Okay. Um, no, he's he's injured. He's got a knee injury. 
Yeah, another another injury. So, this is talking about you know injuries, he, not not just did, players who haven't been chosen. He did retire in 2016, um, and then he decided to come back out of retirement um, this this year. Was that a managerial dispute? He didn't like the manager. No, you think he just he just said that he was in his in his mid to late thirties, wanted to focus on his club career, um, and then obviously he's decided that playing playing in Italy is too easy. I'll go and play in Italy and for Sweden again. Yeah, um, I mean at least you know we won't get bicycle kicked by him again. Yeah, well, potentially could because he could. We there's there's still that chance of when we face Sweden next, uh, outside of the Euros, he could be back. Yeah. So he'll come back just to play England whenever whenever Sweden play England, he'll, he'll get, come out of retirement for we'll have Joe Hart and goal again. Yeah, It'll be a friendly for Joe Hart. It's last year for England. Seventy year old Zlatan and like a fucking <laughs> like you know sixty two year old Joe Hart. Like. <laughs> Uh, he'll still do it he'll still do a job yeah he'll still, he'll still do it yeah. <laughs> he'll do a job on the left wing <laughs> oh my god you you put the strikers that wide uh, I don't know if this one has been confirmed but on, on my sources tell me that Sergio Ramos hasn't been chosen for Spain yeah no, he wasn't chosen and that's Laporte who took his place wasn't it yeah like, well, no, I... it's Laporte or Eric Garcia one of the two the man. Mm. Yeah, like, bear in mind Eric Garcia the guy who has, has barely played for City this season not chosen over Ramos yeah, yeah I, th- I think Diogo Llorente for for Leeds he was there as well. Yeah, go and have a, have a good shout. But how how can you not choose the the two time Euro and World Cup winning captain? I mean, in fairness, when Chelsea much. played Real Madrid, Ramos didn't really do much. Yeah, he was. So... He, he had he's been injured and not been playing particularly well this season. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's thirty six years old now. I think Spain want to try and get past having to rely on someone like Sergio Ramos. Mm, yeah, he's had he's had a good. Good spell with Spain. I, I think it is time to move on. <laughs> a good, a good spell. spell. Yeah. <laughs> a good spell with Spain. Yep. A, a good decade and a half. How, yeah. how? What would you class as a, like an amazing spell? Because if winning two Euros and a World Cup is a good spell, what the fuck's amazing? Sequentially spell? as well. I was obviously winning being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah, I thought, I thought a, so, a, yeah. a great spell was winning Champions League in 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ramos did win Champions League three times in, in between that period as well. So... Um, I think he's I think he's only, he's only four or five in his entire career. So that's, that's yeah, an absolutely yeah. insane stat for Ramos. So uh, another Barcelona player now. Germans, uh, Germans, Germany's. I've I've lost the name now. Marc Andre Testegen. Yeah, that's the one. Testegen. That is surprising. That is very surprising. Through injury, I believe. If it's through yeah, injury, think... that's less surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, he's undergoing surgery um, to uh, treat an injury to his patella tendon in his right knee. So he, he's, he's not been not playing for Barcelona. I think it's one of those injuries where, you know, it's just you had a choice to either play in the Euros and get, and get surgery and miss part of the season or get surgery now and miss the Euros. So, so it's, to miss the Euros. it's the same choice that Marcus Rashford should have made, in your opinion, Ethan? And it's the yeah, same choice Marcus Rashford should have made and the same choice that Mason Greenwood did actually make in the end or Greenwood right. with the, the input of United. Because mm. Greenwood yeah, was, I, again, playing for an injury as well. I believe it's the same decision that Marcus Royce has made. That he's decided to not play in the Euros. Yeah, Marco Royce, I, I understand though. He's had injury problems for years, and he's he's just about hit form again with um with with Dortmund. So he doesn't particularly want to risk a, a summer playing football, especially especially after the um the intense season we've had. It makes sense that uh, you know Royce is thirty two, going on thirty three now. So he's probably be thinking more his career first rather than anything else. I, I've included the next player just because his name Robin his cock is a major doubt for international duty. Who? Robin okay. cock. Oh, Robin Cock, German Robin Cock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Robin okay. his cock. Ha ha. Uh, Matt doesn't particularly yeah. care about him then. No, no. 
Uh, two players that didn't qualify for Serbia, Jan Oblak. Uh, he's Slovenian. <laughs> <laughs> Jan Oblak is Slovenian. Oh, Give me God. two seconds. Yeah, he's not he Slovenian. Slovenian. Yeah. Okay. Don't let, don't let any like Eastern Europeans hear you say that. I'm not sure they'll be a fan of that. <laughs> but yeah, that's correct. Jan Oblak does not qualify for it. The, the, the Slovenian goalkeeper. Who is it? What? Who's your second Serbian that might not be a Serbian? Uh, no one at the moment. <laughs> just double checking. If, uh, is it Branislav Vanovic? Is, is that is, who you're going it for? It is not. No. <laughs> it's not Erling Haaland, is it? If it is, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. If you. Chuck, <laughs> do, 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 do you want to like do research and come back to this point? Do you want to record this later? No, I think it's even funnier, Chuck. No, not what's not going on. I think it's even funnier. <laughs> I think it's even funnier. Yeah. You know <laughs> Chuck, who's the second player? Because I can probably tell you their nationality. It's Matic, who is Serbian. Nemanja Matic is Serbian, yeah. that's correct, yes. But I, yes. I, don't, I don't think that one's as much of a surprise that Nemanja Matic isn't going to the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Yano Black's changed international allegiance is probably more, is more surprising yeah. to me. I, I looked at someone else's wrong there because I did not get the, this out of nowhere. I didn't just well, pull out my arse that Yano well, Black was where, where, Serbian. Surely you would know. I don't know anyone's nationalities. Well... Whoever that website is, we need to call them out now and tell them to fucking like Wikipedia yeah. Yano Black because if he did that, you'd find out he's not. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to have a Google then, aren't I? I'm gonna have to try and find out where I was. But uh, just one last player who Ethan actually <laughs> mentioned to me just now, which is Sergio Busquets, allegedly may have COVID and might miss out. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the whole Busquets scenario. Um, it's put doubt over actually Spain's first game because obviously Busquets played um also Spain also Portugal um Spain played Portugal in a friendly over the weekend um you know a lot of the Portuguese players thankfully have tested negative and so is most of the Spain squad but obviously with COVID you, you can develop um COVID later on and obviously there's a ten day isolation period so um could Sergio Busquets be you know a patient zero in the ruining of Euro twenty twenty he could be. I don't think he will be. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's the, 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 he, he tested positive with eight, eight days remaining to the Euros. Um, at least the UK quarantine period for COVID is 10 days. Um, yeah. You know, it, would, it, it could mean that he'd miss the first game of Spain. I think the, ma- the major doubt at the moment is they don't want any more of the Spain players to possibly test positive because then it's going to put their, their, their opening game into real doubt. Um, yeah, the entire Spain squad's in, in isolation. Spain Good. have called up four players. Um to train with the team separately. Uh, that is Carlos Soler, uh, Bryce Mendes, Pablo Fanaus, and Rodrigo Moreno. Yeah, because I, I saw that Spain only chose, um, they chose two players less. It's 28, isn't it? You can yeah. choose. And they only chose 26. So the, the former fielders that Spain have called up haven't been officially named in the squad yet. They're just training, but I think it's just in case this gets does, you know, um, either a test positive or it, re- you know, requires other Spain players to take, like, you know, self-isolate. Um, that's how it's going to work at the moment. But, you know, I'd say everyone wait to hear on that news at the moment because there's no guarantee on that, on that just yet. Yeah. Stay tuned. And uh, that's going to be the end of me with Serbian Jan Oblak. Serbian Oblak. Um, I mean, it's, it's probably worth saying that um, obviously Erling Braut Haaland is not going to be in the uh, Euros because I, I don't think Norway qualified in the end. No, they no. didn't. They didn't qualify. That. That's that's going to be... Do, do you think Haaland's going to change nationality to someone who has a better chance of winning something? Well, if he moves he to England... He, he can't. He's played qualification games for Norway. He's, he's well, played Laporte. all the. Laporte had never played an official game for uh, for Spain. Or France. For, for France. 
France, that's the one, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, okay, but whereas, where, where yeah, Haaland's played multiple games for, <laughs> for Norway. What about, what about Diego Costa then? Because I swear he ne- played for Brazil. Ne- he's, play, he's played friendlies. Only friendlies. If you, if you play friendlies, you can change allegiance. If you play in an official game, right. it's much, much harder. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, you've got to go through all sorts of loopholes where you've got to finger bang the, the Euros. Literal loopholes. <laughs> literal yeah, loopholes. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I've got a feeling this Norway team will qualify for the next tournament because I'm looking at their team right now and it's pretty fucking insane. Erdegaard's mm. there, isn't he? Like, you've got Erdegaard, uh, Jemper de Hauger, who plays for Milan. You've got uh, Alex Sorlot, Erling Haaland. You've got Christopher Ayer. Um, you've also got on, like, other players that aren't even in the squad recently. Um, Sander Bediger from... Um, Sheffield United. Um, Josh I mean, all you need is the right manager for that squad of players, don't you, next? You just get Jose Mourinho, you'd be fine. That that and a bit of luck, to be honest. You know, just to be mm. drawn in the right qualification group because sometimes it's just, it's nothing you've done. It's just you get drawn in a really hard group and they manage to get out. I mean, I think their, their, their qualification group for the Euros, I'm looking at the moment, was... Yeah, so the, um, they actually got knocked out uh, by Serbia in the semi-finals of the um, playoffs. So, you know, the well-known Serbians that uh, are Jan Oblak and the Manu Matic, who got knocked out actually to Scotland um, in the playoff final. Uh, Norway could have actually gone through, but they got knocked out to Serbia, then got knocked out to Scotland. Big up, the, up the Scots, up Kieran Tierney. Up Kieran Tierney. Oh, passion merchant. Imagine being a football team like Scotland where you're two of your best players are left-backs. Not ideal, is it? No. I mean, Arguably, England's our best players, our right backs. So, but our best player is Harry Kane, and he destroyed yeah. it. Whereas Scotland's <laughs> actual best players are Kieran Tierney, and well, I say the three best players I'm aware of is Kieran Tierney, Scott McTominay, and um, Annie Robertson, and two of them are left backs, and one's a DM. Mm, yeah, they're very, they're a very defensive team. Yeah, they are. To be fair, I mean Norway are definitely better than Scotland. I'd argue. Yeah, I think Norway just got knocked out two one to Serbia, and then mm. Serbia lost on penalties to Scotland. Yeah, so. I think that's going to be. I, w- I want to see Scotland, Wales, and England all get through the group stages. I just want to um, see England not get fucked by someone, to be honest. We're going <laughs> really to get, about we're gonna get fucked by everyone. But yeah. at least we'll be able to talk about that because we were talking about the, the qualification games next I week, mean, won't we? I, I hope that, that one of um, France, Portugal, or Germany just fuck up massively, or two of them do. And whoever, whoever's the fourth team in that group suddenly finished second. Hungary. Yeah. Imagine Hungary somehow finished second by playing defensive 1 0 football. And we play Hungary and get through. That would be fun. No, because whenever but... we play a team like Hungary, we either draw and lose on penalties or lose. We'll be in another Iceland scenario, will it? Yeah. Hopefully right. not. I... Hopefully not. But I think that's the end of today's podcast. We all happy? We all smiley? It is. Matt, you look tired. Ethan, you look horny. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the horny football. It's just like Louis Van Gaal loves the horny football. We're going to end it on that note, are we? We're going to end it on a horny football note. <laughs> Let's play it on a horny football note. I have been Chuck, the Arsenal fan. Matt has been the Chelsea fan. Thank you. Ethan has been the United fan. And the only I wish one. to, the only one. And I wish to wish you, Ethan, a good evening. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>